It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Howdy, howdy. This is the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Paul Boyd today and Ricky Fires, and we are with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We also have Leland Barclay down in the River Valley with us today. Leland, is it hot enough for you down there? It's uh, it's okay. I am not going to complain about this. I know it's October. I've seen these uh, it's fall y'all signs, uh, but I'm not going to complain yet. Well, guess what? This weekend it's supposed to be like 98 degrees down the River Valley and about 93 up here this week. So uh, Sounds good to me. October the uh, whatever today is, October the Six. 6th, uh, it certainly doesn't feel like it. Now, last night I went and watched my granddaughter play softball, and it was a little bit chilly. I, uh, Ricky, I got my hoodie out and wore it, but it sounds like this weekend I'm going to get my Speedo out again. You know what, when you get up early in the morning, you know, walk the dog and everything, it's real crisp, real cool. You can see a couple of little leaves turn, and then middle of the day it gets hot again. Gets but hot uh, again. Uh, we're slowly but turning. Winter's coming on. Winter's so. coming on. I hope so. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for fall. I'd like to get more yeah. than, you know, 15 minutes of fall if we can this year. Yes. You yeah. know, speedo is a word that should should never be used on this show. I, I needed that visual, for, though, Leland. For some <laughs> reason, I just, uh, that word's, no. I, I, I agree, uh, Leland. I, I need I to give agree. our listeners that visual there. So that, that, that's, something, that's something you can't unhear. There you go. <laughs> All right, so Leland, we passed the halfway point of the regular season uh, last week in high school football. Um, you know, I wanted to talk about a game that Rick went to first. This was our game of the week. The West Termite Pest and Lawn Game of the Week was Rodgers at Fayetteville, but Rick, it wasn't much of a game. Fayetteville's on fire. They, they just are dominated. absolutely on fire. The uh, uh, Bladen Fike, he's throwing darts all over the place. Everybody knows about uh, Satania. Uh, my goodness, he showed again why he's the number one recruit in Arkansas. He takes a little swing pass over the middle, cuts it outside, and then zoom, he's gone, 65 yards. Uh, they're, they're perfectly timed passes. Um, I'm doing a feature on uh, Jalen Blackburn. He had a good game. He's, he's emerged as a solid number two guy. But they've got, uh, I think I read uh, or looked it up, actually, where he's thrown touchdown pass to seven different guys. And they've added – a run game with sophomore Omar Murray. That's what really hurt him against North Little Rock. They didn't have any kind of run game, but Omar Murray, a sophomore, really coming on. He's starting to learn the playbook, learning how to block. And Fable, my goodness, they're out for, I know they got a long way to go, and I'm not going to assume anything during the playoffs. Like the North Little Rock coach said, you know, even after they beat Fayetteville, said, we'll see these guys again in yeah. postseason. Yeah. And they will. Well, Rick, you, you know, I've gone on record saying Fayetteville would be the most improved team in the yes. 7A this year. Um, they are 3-2 and two now. Their two losses, I think, were a combined 13 points, one to Owasso, Oklahoma. Rick, as you alluded to, North Little Rock. But they're very, very good. They could easily be – they could easily be – Five and up. They could easily be five and up. Absolutely. You know what? Now they got a big loss. Manny Powell. Um, I think he's had an injury, and I don't know if he's going to come back. But you know what? They didn't have it <coughs> started season anyhow because he came down from uh, uh, Ohio because right. he's going to go play for the Razorback. So they're going to just plug another guy in that linebacker spot. There's still a way to go. Uh, they got to Fable's got to concentrate on what they're doing this weekend right. down at Fort Smith Southside. Right. Then that sets up. You know what? Right. Fayetteville, Fayetteville and Bentonville. Bentonville. Yep. So, Bladen Fike has passed for 12 touchdown passes in the last two weeks combined. I'm yep. no mathematician, Leland, but I think that's pretty good. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. That is a bunch. And now, like Rick said, or I don't know if he said this or not, but it was in his story, 
He passed for six and ran for another seven touchdowns total in the first half against Rodgers last week, 48-13. It was never close. And Watton Rodgers, not bad. I mean, they showed some glimpses of everything, but uh, once uh, Fable got rolling, you know, uh, Rodgers just uh, didn't have any answer for him. Uh, they just spread him out. They're throwing darts all over the field. But Rodgers still, you know, probably going to be three, four, five, somewhere right in there. And Rodgers got to bounce back this weekend against uh, Bentonville West. But uh, Fable, my goodness, they're they're looking good. The winner of this Rogers Bentonville West game could be the number two seed in the conference. Paul, well, that's a big uh, that's a, a big game to try to host, right? That, yes. I mean that, that's well, that's you, a, you get a first round bye, right? You know, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. yeah. So that's big. It's going to be big. And then Harbor Springdale Harbor went on the road, got its first win. No, no big surprise there. They beat Rogers Heritage. I wouldn't be surprised to see Harbor maybe get on a little bit of a roll. Yeah, um, count them out. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're capable. They, they're, you know, they got a really good offense, and, and uh, their defense has not played well. No. Nope. But uh, defense is something that you can get better at each week. And, and uh, uh, the thing that's hurt Harbor more than anything is, you know, they turned the ball over just, just way too much and uh, too many penalties. And uh, Chris – Chris Wood, when I spoke with him Friday, he said, you know, we're, we're getting better in that in, yeah. in that phase. He said, you know, we won the turnover battle on Friday. Luke Buchanan very had, had a big night, yeah. you know, probably didn't, you know, probably played three quarters and still came up with, with some very big numbers. Yeah. And, but they got a good bunch. Now, Bentonville West is an, another team to keep an eye on. They're starting a sophomore quarterback. They're young. They, they lost, you know, uh, Jake Casey had a, had a pretty good game last week, 13 to 23, 198 yards and a touchdown. Um, so, you know, you know he'll be coached up. Uh, Brian Pratt does a great job developing quarterbacks there. Since he's been at West, he's developed great quarterbacks. So they'll be a team to watch. So this West and Rodgers game, big game, Rick. It's a big game in the 7A West. Yeah, and the thing uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm alluding to it this weekend, I'm putting something together, is that you cannot let one bad loss come into two, three, four bad losses. So they got to rebound. They got their butt kicked. They got to admit it. Hey, yep. we got we – got, we got lit up against Fable. Now you got to put that behind you. Right. And I'm sure Chad Arbison's harping right. on that. And this is critical game right here at at, at West for for seedings going forward. Uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit today at the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club. Jeb Huckabee was the speaker today. Oh, yeah, I'm he's him. played in a few games. And I said, you know what, Arkansas last week playing Georgia. Georgia exposed a lot of Arkansas weaknesses that if Arkansas wants to take that next step and no, let's not underestimate what they've done so far. Okay. They've, yeah. they've made a remarkable turnaround and a resurgence under Sam Pittman, but beating rice and beating Georgia Southern is not the ultimate goal here. Competing against Georgia, competing against Alabama is the ultimate goal. So playing a team like Georgia, you get beat 37, nothing. you you know, you, you got your butts handed to you. Yep. It, it got exposed. So now, how do you how do you get better you in those areas yep. that they expose? That's yep. where you know that's where the teams that can regroup, like you mentioned, Rick. That's where they can you know that's where they can either get better or they're going to stay the same and they're not ever going to make that next step. And you got to win games like this one coming up yeah, against uh, Ole Miss. You got to win that game. You got to win that game, and you got to you know. And Rogers, uh, what a better way to, to come back from that is, is same same thing. You know, getting a win here. So, uh, Leland, let's go down to Class Three A where you saw for a half a really good game. Uh, down there um, at Cedarville, but then in the second half, that black and gold to Charleston just just were just too much. You know, it's it's <clears throat> one of the great things about high school football is you just really and truly never know what to expect. For, well, I guess for the most part, when you show up on a Friday night, 
Uh, Cedarville played an absolutely phenomenal first half. They played ball control. They won the toss, took the kickoff, drove down and scored. Yeah. Good natural. Just like you draw, just like you draw, draw it up. And their third possession of the game, they took seven minutes and 52 seconds off the clock and took a 20 to 14 lead. They scored a touchdown. Daryl Kadich got the two-point conversion, and they're up 20 to 14 with 141 left in the first half, and they're feeling pretty good. And it's, I mean, it's a ball game at that point. Right. It was a ball game the whole first half. Uh, both defenses were, you know, played great. Um, but then Charleston three plays touchdown. Yeah, they can strike quick. And then of course, you know, they're getting the second half kickoff. They take that and score. They get an onside kick and score. Now it's a ball game. Yeah. You know, it's ball game, Charleston. Charleston. You know, at that point. So, I mean, it was just a turn that quickly, which was, you know, that's disheartening for Cedarville because they played an absolutely perfect first half, just like they drew it up. Game plan was perfect. Had a seven-minute, 52-second drive. Wow. They gave Charleston three possessions in the first half. 19 plays yeah yeah i mean you and then and then of course you know the second half kickoff the 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 touchdown right before the half you know that that obviously hurt them because charleston now they take a 21 20 lead in the halftime in a game that really cedarville i don't i don't want to say dominated but they certainly controlled the first half but yet they look on the scoreboard they're down by a point and, and they're giving up the ball to start the second yeah, half that that is a that is a, a uh, that just breaks your spirit you know it just breaks your spirit and uh, but kudos to Charleston and Ricky May um, you know last year Ricky Cedarville came out in the, in the Hootons publication as the favorite to win the conference Charleston took that personal they did they did take it personal Charleston said well you know we're accustomed to being in that spot and not being in that spot uh, that ticked them off a little bit this is ours this is ours and so uh they won the conference, and then this year, you know, they they were picked to win the conference, and and uh, uh, you know, there's no question. Last year, I, you know, Brandon Scott was the, kind of an unknown factor at quarterback. A senior was supposed to have been the quarterback, but when Ricky May looked at it and he says, "All things being equal, I'm going with the younger guy that I can build behind," and what a what a you know what a great coaching decision that was. Well, it kind of helped when you saw Brandon as a freshman playing basketball, going court length, hitting a game-winning shot, yeah. and then he's coming out for football. I said, man, I might have an athlete, athlete a player, right yeah. here. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go with this kid. And he certainly lived up there. But I was talking a couple weeks ago to Lee Larkin before Greenland, which is not bad, face Charles. And he said, man, this is the best team Charleston's had three, four, five years. I think so, And too. I, I guess they're showing it. Well, and Leland, they've got, of course, they've got the Ketter twins back. They were both impactful last year as sophomores. They got, uh, now, Marishna? Leland, I hope, is Marechka? Is that how you say it? Marechka? Close, oh, it's Marechka. Marechka. Uh Brothers, uh, also at Charleston. And, and uh, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be – 3A is loaded. It is loaded. A lot of teams. It's yeah. loaded. Uh, but, you know, Charleston, you know, they're going to be in that mix. And Boonville, of course, is going to be in that mix. Um, it, you know, they're loaded. Lavaca. How about Lavaca under Mark Hadley? Second year. This really, though, Leland, I know this is second year back. But really, it, to me, it's his first year back. Um, last year was a wash. Uh, yeah, last year. I mean, for a lot of coaches, I mean, you look at uh, – 
Coach Dameron at Southside. He didn't right. get his team until, you know, almost school started. Uh, Coach Bush at Alma. I mean, yep. those, those guys that took over programs last year, they had to have gone into that first game kind of scratching their heads, still wondering what they had. But LeVac is probably the surprise of the first half. They kind of are. Yeah, they kind of uh, are. Of the season. Uh, and not only the fact that they're three and two and coming off a very good win at Hackett. Yep. Just the fact, too, um, it, it goes beyond the one loss record. They're good. Yeah, they could put them points it's on the board. It's not just three and two. They're yeah. a good three and two. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a team we hadn't talked about, Rick, is Lincoln. Lincoln can score with anybody. You know, that 3A1 conference is tough, top to bottom. That is a very good conference. Hey, I, gotta... I have said all year that, to me, that is the, the conference to watch in the entire state yeah. because it is every single week there is going to be an impactful game. And you guys talk about Lincoln, that sophomore quarterback, he threw for 390 yards in that Hackett game last yeah. week yeah. when uh, Ethan Slavens threw for 522. He threw for 390. Yeah, it's you know top to bottom. That's a, that's that conference is very good. You got you got Lincoln, West Fork is Paul. They've improved a tremendous a amount, a tremendous amount. It's just loaded top to bottom. You you take your foot. I tell you what, you go go ahead and take somebody lightly in that conference. You're gonna get smacked upside the head. You're gonna get smacked. You know what? Even uh, branching out even further, Class Three. I think that's the most uh, competitive. Uh, a classification this year. I think a so, three A team we hadn't talked about yet. Well, I talked to the coach this morning is Paris. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely. keep looking on you. Know, our man Eric Undefeated. Taylor does their uh, yeah. rankings. Yeah. You know, if they beat Baptist Press, they yeah. need to put uh, Paris in there. They're exactly. five and zero. Oh, they're scoring a bunch of points and a blowout. And uh, hey, Lila, I know you're a big numbered guy. Uh, oh my goodness, I wish I could remember what uh, Jeff uh, Weaver told me. But the game they played last week against Two Rivers. Uh, it was twenty six to nothing, and they'd run no twenty three nothing. They'd run only two offensive plays. Yeah. yeah. Now you get, uh, I, I can't remember the sequence. I think they re, uh, Paris returned the opening kick. Then they got a fumble. Then they scored on their first play, and then another turnover. And it was twenty three nothing. They'd run only two <laughs> offensive plays. So how's that a nugget for you? Well, and, and in my notebook tomorrow, I outlined some of those things. Uh, it was really and truly a, you know, I know we overuse the phrase a total team effort, but the offense, the defense, and special teams, because they had the opening kickoff for a touchdown, uh, they also recovered a fumble on a kickoff that led to a touchdown. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, their kicker was uh, eight for eight um, on extra points. Um and the defense, I don't remember the numbers, but they gave up very few yards. You know well, what I'd call that? A total team effort. Absolutely. And, there, you know, Jeff Weaver stepped into a great situation there yes. at Paris. Um, they had been uh, much improved last year. Yes. Had a quarterback coming back who had passed for 2,000 yards. I believe ran for 1,000. Leland, is that right? Or a lot of yards. He, 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 yeah, he was, he was more balanced uh, – you know than than usual. Yeah. He didn't throw for three. He didn't throw for two thousand. He threw for about fifteen and ran for close to one. There you but go. they had some key guys coming back on defense too. Nate right. Henderson has had a tremendous season for them, and of course Chase Watts, the, the quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duke Walker. They, they had some key guys coming back. Right. Right. So, boy, what a great situation. And Jeff Weaver is perfect for Paris. He's yes. a small town guy, Greenwood guy. Um, he tried his hand at Russellville. 
for whatever reason, it didn't work. Kind of like Tony Travis at Rogers Heritage, Paul, didn't work. Didn't Tony work. Travis was a good coach. Good coach. That just didn't, didn't mean, work. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. not a good fit or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, but Jeff Weaver, perfect fit for yeah. Paris. What a great hire they made to get that guy. Um, and so, you know, that that's good for them. Boonville, now Boonville did take it on the chin last week, but Boonville took it on the chin from a very good team down in Texas, and, and we talked about this no a little shame. bit last week. No, no. Uh, any, what, what is it he said, Leland, anytime, anywhere? Uh, Absolutely. We'll, yeah. we'll Anybody. Anybody. Anybody, anywhere, anytime. Anytime, and that's what they did, and they went down there. They did, They got beat 57-40 to Timpson, Texas, but Boonville put up a lot of yards. Uh, Rylan Ray, again, you know, big game. Uh, now, Rick, you got your story this week on – uh, Blackburn. Next week, our uh, Harold McIlvain has got has got a story on the Ray family down in. Boy, Boonville. that's a big story. Then. That's a big story. About started with Daddy. Them? Started with Daddy. Went on to Gator Ray, and now Gators had three sons who've been big time players at Boonville, including yes. Rylan Ray this year, um, and then last year the oldest son. So uh, you know, it's a good story on on uh, Gators boys, the Gator Gators boys. Well, yeah. Me well, in week and week nine. Paris at, at Boonville. Boonville. Yeah, the three A four. Now we talk about the three A one. I think top to bottom, the three A one is the three A four doesn't compare to the three A one top to bottom because Two Rivers is not very yeah, good, no. <laughs> and they're not the only no. one. Not they're very a little good top of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're top like heavy. Dolly Parton. Yeah, the uh, but three A four top to bottom, fantastic. So, uh, so that's what we had going on there. My game, uh, I went over to Farmington. Uh, Farmington was Arkansas compared to Valonia's. Georgia last week. Uh, now, Farmington showed some flashes, but Valonia was just a better team. Uh, their quarterback, Austin Myers Leland, you had mentioned him last week. I did not really know who he was. Well, I do now. Um, he had seven <laughs> touchdowns last week, and it wasn't that he was firing the ball, you know, the length of the field. They had one, one or two maybe deep balls like that. This was short passes, hitches, and little outs that their receivers just wouldn't go down. And just breaking off big plays at thirty and forty and twenty-five yard chunks um, against Farmington, and and uh, they Farmington's improved, but they don't have that kind of firepower to stay in a shootout like that with the Valonia. Valonia may be, um, you know, they may be the best team in that conference. They could be. I know Harrison lost early, um, yeah. you know, to Farmington. Yeah. So that Harrison Valonia game is really going to be big. If Valonia wins that game, I, um. You know, I think it's you can big. pencil them hey, in. Although that last game of the year, the Faulkner County battle with Greenbrier is always a, a big one. game. Be a good one. I got another one for you. What about Greenbrier? Greenbrier, yeah, Greenbrier. yeah that's going to be a good one. That'll be a good one. Now, yeah, Bologna, yeah. Uh, their defense did get gashed. Farmington gashed them uh, for some plays. They did gash them. But Farmington had trouble running the ball, but Van Zant did a good job finding his receivers, and they, they were able to get some big chunk plays too. They put 28 points on the board, uh, but – the, this game was kind of decided, uh, you know, toward the end of the end of the half and the start of the second half. Uh, Farmington ended up getting a, a field goal before the half, right before the half. Exchange student kicked it. I can't pronounce his name. Bochi or something like that. Italian kid, Rick. Oh, okay. Ita- yeah, the Italian stallion. Uh, he came through and kicked a field goal there, kind of gave him a little momentum, and Farmington got the ball to start the third quarter. And you're thinking, oh, man, you know, if they could go in and score, this, this could be a good game the second half. Well, Valonia held them to a three and out and, and then just dominated Boom. the game the rest of the way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the game that I saw. Uh, now, moving back up to the 7A West, um, again, Bo- uh, uh, Bentonville, the, you know, no surprise there. They ran over Southside like we, you know, like we thought they would. 
Uh, so, but Rick, you mentioned it a while ago, and it's 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 going to be Bentonville, Fayetteville. I know I said something about Rogers and West, and I'm not counting them out, but it's going to be it's going to come down to Bentonville, the two Vils. You know, it's going to be the yeah. two Vils. Yeah, you know what? And we're still dealing with 17, 18 year old kids, and they know they got to know that you know. Uh, um, was going down to Fort Smith Southside. Yeah. We've been winless. You can't even mention right there. Nobody was saying anything about Bentonville when I was over there yesterday at, at Fable. They got to take care of business yep. right there. And then, my goodness, you come back to work on Monday, and we can talk about Bentonville all we want. But right now, you can't do it. Well, that's going to come down probably to the Southside and Springdale game to see who's going to get that final playoff spot in the conference. Um, is that one, and I'm not sure when they play, but that's going to be the one to watch. This week, Springdale goes over to Harbor. It'll be a rivalry game. Uh, be interesting to see how it goes. I, I, I think I'm surprised that ben, uh, at, uh, at Springdale High got beat that bad. Yeah, they they uh, they just struggled offensively. Couldn't you know West played good defense and shut them out. Mm-hmm. You know, forty to nothing. Yeah. So uh, Leland in the in the six A West, we had talked about Van Buren a lot. Now Van Buren, I mean, they they got waylaid at Russellville, thirty eight to six, a much better Russellville team than we thought was going to be. And uh, but what's what's hurting Van Buren right now is they've lost their quarterback for the season. Oh, for the season, yeah. Oh, Early in the game, they yeah. lost him, broken collarbone, so he's out for the season. Uh, you know, I think Connor Brady, uh, he's a senior. He's going to step into that spot, and he's he's going to be um, better than most backups. He's going to be better than adequate. Uh, he took, you know, they kind of swapped, uh, you know, snaps, snaps all summer, so he's going to be very good there. What it does, though, is it takes a primary receiver away. Yeah, yeah. And – a safety who yeah. was teaming with Dylan Barlow to make what I think is one of the best safety combos in the conference. But now you've lost half of that. Now, a big game this week in that conference, uh, Leland, besides the, you know, the Benton game uh, with, with, I believe, Parkview, but a big game in that conference this week is, is Siloam and, uh, and Van Buren. That's a, that's a, that looms as a big game. Salome at Greenwood, yeah. yeah. Well, um, Salome at Greenwood, right. Because I I don't know yet the status of um, – I know Greenwood hopes to have Hunter Houston back. I, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be ready this week or not, but they are down to their third-string quarterback, Correct. a sophomore Cole Kendall. Correct. Because Slade Dean was out last week, and, and uh, so, I mean, they may be down to their third quarterback as well. So this is a – this is a gigantic game because I, I you know, Salem Springs is going to put up points. They're going to score. They're going to yeah. score. Yeah, yeah, they're going to uh, score. And now, and now it's almost a case of can Greenwood score with them instead of what's usually the other way around. Right. Yeah. And with the third string quarterback, it could be you know could be there for Salem to take this game. You know, I, I, we'll see. You know, we'll see. So that's some big games going on. Also in the four A one, no surprise. Shallow Christian absolutely rolled over Green Forest. Took the Caden Henley, the Arkansas commit, took the opening kickoff back. So now, when you kick off to, to Shallow Christian, do you kick it to Ben Baker, who might take it ninety or ninety-five on you, or do you kick it to Caden Henley, who might take it seventy-five on you, like he did last week, or Leland, do you just kick it out of bounds and go here, take it at the thirty-five? I just think it <laughs> isn't Caden like a, a linebacker. Yeah, no, but Rick, the best part of that game, the best part of that game. Was it Thomas Reese, a big hulking defensive lineman, got his hands on the football on an interception and took it to or fumble one or the other? Yeah, I think it was interception. One it of, was one the interception. Other. Yeah, and took it to the house. Fifty-five now, yards. Fifty-five yards. Now Thomas Reese, <laughs> I, I mentioned this today at the at the luncheon. 
Thomas Reese's two older brothers were pretty boy quarterbacks at Shiloh Christian. You know, don't touch them. Uh, you know, whatever. They're they're delicate and and they're they're quarterbacks. This one's big ugly like this us. This is a big ugly like us. He's my us. favorite. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. You know, I said he took took an interception to the house for a touchdown, then went and wiped out the buffet at Golden Corral. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's the best way to do it. When a big offensive lineman or defensive lineman get their hands on the ball and they can score, there's no better thing in football than that. Well, and you talk about what do you do when you face shallow Christian. Obviously, the the best thing to do is kick it into the end zone. Now, not very many high school kickers can do that, but that is such a huge, gigantic advantage and a weapon in high school football to make the team – uh, take it on the 20 because, you know, as we all know, it's a dead ball. Right. So to force a high school team to constantly go 80, 80 yards, yards and, and we've all covered teams that have been able to do that off and on. Nobody ever does that consistently. Right, right. But we've all covered teams that can do it some and, and have done it some, and it's such a huge advantage. It is, and if I had a kicker who could kick in the end zone, that would be – I wouldn't sky kick it. It'd be going to the end zone every, every time. time. Because the kid lied. I mean, turnovers or – yeah. Uh, penalties and they hurt themselves, but uh, I tell you what, uh, Shiloh. I mean, I, I love me some Prairie Grove Tigers, but man, they got their hands full with uh, Shiloh Christian. They don't have a weakness, and if Ben Baker's back this week, uh, although Mo Williams had a nice game the other night against yeah. against Green Forest, so he, you know, he's a very good running back sophomore. So Shiloh just keeps putting those young guys out there, and they they continue to do well. How about the Gentry Pioneers? I'm telling you, Paul, they're five and zero now. Rick, I think you or Henry has a note uh, about Gentry in in the Thursday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. They are banged up. Um, they do play Green Forest this week, and you would look at the schedule. Just by look at the schedule, you're thinking, okay, they can win without him. But Green Forest is a better team under Greg Tibbett. They're sure. they're a better team, and so uh, it won't be a gimme. But Gentry has a chance this week to go six and zero. Six and zero for Gentry. When's the last time that's happened? I don't know that any of us were born uh, at that time. Probably not. Uh, I did a story on them <laughs> under when they Dick were, Johnson, maybe in the eighties. Maybe I did a story on them a few weeks ago, a feature story on one of their players, and they didn't know the last time Gentry started the season four and zero at that point. So um, you know, it's been a, it's been a good season for them. I really like their coach Bigham. Um, he's done a great job there, Ricky. He's a Louisiana boy, and uh, you know he played for played for Houston Nutt at Ole Miss, and and uh, he. Uh, he he's maybe he's got some of that impassioned uh, uh, enthusiasm that that uh, O H would bring to the table for the Razorbacks. I like that football. It's the most precious thing. Carry it, carry it like it's just. There's you're, no other pioneer newborn. in the state. That's They're a, the only one. That's right. That's right. You got the pioneer on the helmet. That's the hey, only one. Hey, a former Rogers. Uh, assistant? Yeah, he was an assistant, assistant at Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What, what, we got the Batesville pioneers. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, maybe there's two. Okay. All right. Well, but Gentry's our pioneers, there so you there go. you go. So that's right. That's uh, that's what we've got going on football wise this week. And I know Leland, you got to get out of here quickly. It's two thirty, and you got to get going to uh, to your real big boy job. So we're going to let you go. Uh, don't forget, you can read Leland's River Valley Report in the Thursday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Also catch his video, the River Valley Report, that he does every week. And Leland, thank uh, thank you for all you do down there covering the River, River Valley for us. It's a fun time of the year, and I look forward to talk to you um, again next week. Yes, sir. So that was Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. He joins us every week on our Prep Rally podcast. So we're going to shift gears right here, Paul. We're going to talk a little bit of volleyball, and we're going to talk a little bit of golf. Right now, this is Wednesday. we got the Boys 6A State Golf Tournament going on down in Bryant. And after the first round, Ricky, there were about six teams with a chance to win this thing going into the second day. Bentonville, the two-time defending state champions, were right in that mix. Rogers, Fayetteville, Cabot, 
Conway, Little Rock Catholic, all within one a few strokes. Yeah, a very few, stro- few yeah. strokes. For, yeah. uh, if I were playing, it would be one hole. Yes. You know, close enough. Yeah. You know, one hole. Well, that's good to hear because it was different than when I covered the girls six A uh, last week. It was a two woman race, two team race between Fayetteville and Harbor, and and Grace Kilcrease decided that one right there. She, she did. was phenomenal. She did sixty four. Wow, 64. on that second day. Now I'm gonna throw something else at you too. They're having the Blessings Collegiate Golf Tournament going on right now today, round three, over at the Blessings Golf Course. This is the top golf women's and men's golf teams in the country. Our own Brooke, Brooke Matthews. Matthews shot a 66 on Tuesday in the second round, and it caused her score to go up. <laughs> That's how good she is. A 66 raised her her scoring average. Her average, yeah. Yeah, from 65 point whatever to up to 65 point something. So. Uh, Clay Henry today said that's like a birdie every third hole for her. That's unbelievable. That is that is unbelievable. And, uh, of course, she's at place for the University of Arkansas and uh, soon to be a member of probably the LPGA Tour, uh, Brooke Matthews. And so uh, she's held her own already in the uh, the Northwest Arkansas Championship. Uh, and so she she's going to be she's going to be getting paid. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, and their team, their team's doing quite well. Yes, they it shot is. a shot an incredible number yesterday. Yes, they? yeah, they did. So uh, anyway, she, Ricky, she's one of ours. Brooke Matthews, one of ours, and she's and she is representing uh, Rogers and and our university. Fantastic, and oh we'll yeah, continue. reform yeah. Rogers. Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So Paul, let's kick it over to volleyball. We got some. We're uh, at the halfway point, or maybe just, just a little past, over, just, just past, past the halfway. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, end of this month will be a state tournament. That week of the 28th will be that state tournament week. But we got two plus more weeks of uh, of conference play. Uh, still, uh, you know, like you guys were saying before about having two kind of that you kind of think at the top. I think Fayetteville and Springdale Harbor yeah. are have separated themselves. Little cut above. Yeah, Little cut yeah. Above. yeah that, um, uh, Paul, without and, a doubt. And Paul, you had mentioned before, uh, Fort Smith Northside was the scheduled host of the 6A state volleyball tournament. Their beautiful new arena looks like it might not be ready the, in I, time. That's what I am being told. I'm being told that that uh, I, I believe the. Southside will serve as as the host for the state tournament this year. Uh, got a chance just last week for the first time to go sit beautiful, yeah. beautiful place. Yeah. Really, really it's, nice. It's interesting, Rick, uh, how they did the design of the two arenas. You know, Fort Smith schools Different. are you can't do one without the other, and they keep it fair, and they do a great job of that, making sure it's fair. If one gets an indoor facility, the other one gets it. If one gets this, mm-hmm. they get this. But they let the arenas be designed a little bit different, differently that uh, reflect the design of the school. So you got Southside, which is a newer school, than Northside. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, their arena has a little bit more of a modern look. And, in fact, I think, Paul, if I read this correctly in Walter Woody's story he did about the two arenas, they got a lot of the uh, a lot of their ideas for this arena from the Memphis uh, Grizzlies. Memphis, uh, the yeah, NBA the scoreboard and some of those amenities, I believe, are playing off the Grizzlies. Right. Yes, that's correct. Right. And what you were saying, I've been to – I hadn't been inside Northside's, but like you said, the outside – it looks like the campus. It yeah. has the old classical. Oh, I yeah, love that. The look. red brick. It, yeah, yes. the red brick. Kind of so, a darker looking building. Yes. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, it, oh. beautiful arena. Yes. Beautiful, yes. beautiful. Yes. Um, and it, to me, Paul, it looked like, uh, and Rick, I don't know how much you, you follow this or whatever, but you know, Indiana basketball is, is what Texas football, Indiana basketball is the equivalent. And yeah. this arena looks like a lot of the old Indiana high school basketball field houses that seat 10,000, 15,000 fans, and they 
film, by the way. Yes. Uh, and it has kind of that look to it. Now, I haven't seen the South Side Arena, the whole thing, like I have seen North Side. I've driven by the South, uh, the North yeah. Side one, and just just the little glimpse, uh, glimpses of looking at it as you go down Rogers Avenue between the buildings. Uh, and I haven't been to it, and I'm going to go down there and see it. But uh, wow, they're both in Fort Smith. They did a great job. Oh, a first class, job. first great class. Job. No, no, no question. Like I said, I uh, I was able to go down and watch Southside play play volleyball there, and uh, uh, told Walter Woody had kind of scoped me out a, a place to sit there. They they've got a little area where you can actually have tables and things, kind of kind of diagonal. It's a nice place, nice place to watch. The Poly Perch, you sir. It. The yes, Poly sir. Perch. You know what, yeah. um, I don't know a lot about acad. Uh, architecture. I thought you meant academics. Well, that, that either. That one, yeah. that, that That's either. why I stumbled on that. I can't <laughs> say me no academic. Uh, but the uniformity of keeping uh, Conduct Grizzly Fieldhouse, that dark red brick. I've been to every SEC campus, and my favorite by far is Auburn because the, all every building looks about the same. They got that red brick right there. Yeah. You know, you go to Arkansas, and I love Arkansas, the hills, but all the, a lot of the buildings uh, look differently. But that I can't wait to see that new indoor, that basketball arena. And I want to see Southside. Did, yeah. Didn't Walter Woody or somebody – Post that uh, the kids down there calling it the barn. Is that right? I yeah, I, yes, I like it. yes. That's what that's what they told me that like uh, the kids have kind of, I, and I like it too. I and like that it. A kind of a line from the movie Hoosiers. I wonder how much hay we could put in this put place. The, put in the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> in that that's old right. field house yeah. at. Uh, at is the, it shaped Indiana? like a barn? How is it? Well, it's no, it's it's not really shaped like a barn. No, but, no, but the, like I said, like Chip said. They they have kind of made it a little more modern looking. Yeah. the one at Southside, but again, it fits their campus. Fits their campus. Just fits their campus. Okay. And they've but, done. And they, in addition to building this beautiful arena, they've also made a big addition to Southside High School, I believe, for their ninth grade. That's correct. Yeah. And it's right across the way yeah. there. Yeah. So that it's a more of a wider line. brick, a lighter color brick um, at Southside than what Northside has. So okay. the, the new arena uh, architecturally looks yep. a lot like that. So great yes. job again, Fort yes. Smith. What I love about Fort Smith is they took Hunts Park, instead of bulldozing it, they said, let's raise some money and renovate it, and they kept the old-school charm of Hunts Park and renovated that. They've done the same thing over at Northside, Southside. So they're not just tearing down to build new. They're taking what they have and saying, this is tradition, this is history. We're going to uh, you know, use that in what we're doing and keep what we can. And they did have to tear down the old Southside gym. They had to tear it down to – to make the configuration work for the night, they didn't have room. They didn't have room. Yeah, ran out of room. A little bit landlocked. And uh, but uh, but anyway, uh, that's what I like about Fort Smith is they they really hold on to their tradition and their history. And I mean, because it's one of the most traditional uh, Western towns uh, with the the hanging judge. Every time I go down there, I love to see, uh, you know, I even go down, it's called Hell on the Border, when you go down there, see the jail right there, see where the gallows are at. And uh, we've seen the movie True Grit. I've seen both versions. I love Fort Smith. I spent a lot of time on Garrison Avenue. You and I both. Both, and it's a very historic town. Because I've never laid out on Garrison. Garrison Avenue like Rick has, but I've walked to Garrison Avenue. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> well, you know. I, know, I, I stumbled. I mean, stumbled. Three o'clock in the morning, there you're you going to go. stumble a little there bit. There you go. But it's a beautiful, um, Fort Smith's kind of landlocked, but it's still one of my favorite times because they hold on to that history, yes, like do. you said. Yes, they do. A couple of, couple of little volleyball notes. Yes, I sir. Know, uh, uh, Hackett and Paris battled again last night. Uh, 
Hackett got them again. Defending state champions. Defending state champions, yep. Hackett. Uh, so they won in four sets this time. Okay. Uh, so uh, look like they're kind of in the driver's seat for their conference uh, championship, but we'll have a they'll probably meet again conference tournament time, and maybe maybe even again later. Now, Paul, so, did you also say that Shiloh Christian's hosting the four A state? Shiloh is. I was going to bring that. Yes, they will host the four A state tournament. Okay. Yes, that okay. is correct. All right. So correct. we'll we'll have the four A state volleyball tournament here in Northwest Arkansas. Shiloh Christian will have the six A state volleyball tournament. Now, looks like it's going to be fully played at Southside. Southside, Fort Smith Southside. Got yes. it. Yes. Anything else from you, Ricky? Uh, that's it. That's that's all I got. Till next week. Till next week. So thanks for joining us on the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Sousa for Paul Boyd, Rick Fires, and Leland Barclay down the River Valley. Thanks for listening to us, and we'll be back next week to bring you, I'm looking at Ricky when I say this, more intelligent conversation. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. 